that features folks from all walks of life telling us one true story from their childhood and how that event, that single experience, has impacted who they are today. I'm your host, Jay Rehack, and like you, I've had my share of childhood experiences that have impacted who I am today. But I'd like to think that everything that's ever happened to me, good and bad, has made me a better person. Now that might not be true, but (laughs) that's what I'd like to think. Tell Me What Happened is sponsored by Sidelining Publishing, publishers of quality books, including Susan Salador's classics, I've Got Peace in My Fingers, and One Little Act of Kindness. Both are the perfect gift for young children. All right. Today I have as my guest, Gail Petrello. Gail is a career and confidence coach. She's the author of the book, The Accident, and she's a noted speaker. Welcome to the show, Gail. Thank you so much, Jay. I'm excited to be here. Well, Gail, I know that your story is actually quite painful. I haven't heard it yet, but I know a little bit about it. So I'm going to leave it alone and allow you to tell it. So take it away, Gail Petrillo. Thank you so much, Jay. So I have a background in healthcare administration. I've been a leader in a zillion healthcare arena positions for over 30 years, much of it including in the human resources area. So I've been a director of human resources for a large medical organization. I've run large hospital departments and large medical groups as well. When I was born, way back when, my mom says I was an outgoing child who loved meeting new people and going new places. And that all changed when I was two and a half. My mom was taking me to a neighbor's house. So she was taking me next door to a neighbor's house for an adult tea party. And all the moms who didn't work were bringing their little kids. And so we were growing up. I grew up in upstate New York and it was October. The fall leaves were just beautiful. And we were playing in the leaves in our winter snowsuits because it was cold And we could smell the cookies that were in the oven. The aroma was just coming through the screen door. And so we all ran into the kitchen and went to the kitchen table, which as I remember was a long picnic table, high. They had about six kids, so it was a large kitchen table. And I was using my elbows as a two and a half year old, very small, to climb up onto the table and I saw cookies, and as I went to reach for a cookie, I toppled a full percolator full of hot coffee off the table and all over me. It permeated through my clothes and burned right down to the bone, 40% of my body. I was in the hospital for months. My parents didn't know if I would live or die. I obviously lived, and I struggled for years with the effects that burn survivors struggle with. 
we isolate, we don't share our story, we have tons of fears and phobias, rational and irrational. And in my book, I talk about stories that have never been shared by me before. And even though my scars are on my body to this day, they're invisible to most people. They're hidden by my clothes. And so going to be 70 next year, and I was at a fundraiser just before COVID. It was September of 2019. And I was on stage and somebody had just mentioned that they, as a nurse, had supported burn children survivors at Phoenix Children's Medical Center, just an hour and a half north of us. I'm in Tucson, Arizona. I didn't have time to respond and I stood at the podium and I looked out at the 200 people, most of whom I knew in the audience, and I just, the tears started to come. And I said, I'm so sorry, I have a script, but I'll veer off of it for a second. And I will just share that I wish my family and I had had that kind of support when I was burned as a toddler. Dead silence in this auditorium, you could hear a pin drop. No rattling of teacups or spoons or any of that. And then we proceeded with the event. And afterwards, a woman who I did not know in the audience came up to me and said, girl, you have a story to tell. And I said, no, I don't have any story, but I'm happy to hear yours. And over coffee, over the next three months, now it's December, she got my story out of me. And she said, you need to write a book because your story while horrific, would be inspiring. And I want you to encourage others to tell your story. Because as you can imagine, holding a secret of that magnitude for over 65 years doesn't allow you to be a whole person. And so during COVID, I sat down at the computer and I wrote my story. And it was cathartic. It was transforming. It took a weight off my shoulders, and now I'm telling my story. So sad for you just to think about, well, the event itself, I can't imagine, and months in the hospital, and then also years of sort of not showing anybody or talking about it to anybody, and the idea that 40% of your body is burned, was burned, is burned, and you, you had to grow up you know, and deal with it as a, as a young woman and then as an older person. It must have been incredibly difficult. I mean, uh, see, so I'm not. I'm not trying to be rude, but you have a beautiful face, so you were spared having scars on your face. I would think, is that right? Right. They are from my chest down. Right. So then, I understand from your story that you're able to sort of uh, hide, and for I guess that's the right word, or shield. Uh, you know, nobody sees the scars. I would think that. Going to the beach or something might be problematic or other elements, but I'm not going to tell your story. I'm going to ask you how you think. You've already sort of expressed it in the sense that you haven't talked about, you you didn't talk about it for many years. But how do you think that event impacted you, not only now, because now you are telling the story, but as you were maturing as a young person and then as an older person, how do you think that impacted who you are? who you were then and who you are today. 
Well, I can tell you growing up, I was fearful of everyone and everything. I had fears and phobias so big it impacted my everyday life, hour by hour. When you say, you know, how were you able to go to the beach or whatever, I wore a one-piece bathing suit. I had to stay out of the sun. My scars, my burns were irradiated as a treatment. They don't do that anymore. So it definitely had a huge impact on my life. I had no self-confidence as a young person. Dating was atrocious. Dating was scary. Dating was, this is great, but how do we get to the next step when I can't tell you what I look like? And I certainly don't want you to see that. And now coming full circle, I recognize the struggles I had as a young person, as a teenager, college, marriage, all of that. And as I said a few minutes ago, sharing my story has really lifted a huge weight off my shoulders. I have gained a tremendous amount of self-confidence. That's why I'm a career coach and a confidence coach. I've overcome huge confidence issues, feeling different, being distrustful of people, certainly body image issues. Think about today how many young people, men and women, boys and girls, struggle with the way they look in large part because up until especially a few years ago, everyone we saw on TV, model, actor, actress, was blonde, blue-eyed, five foot three, and 120 pounds. How many of us look like that? Now we see in commercials, heavy set men and women. We see black women and white men together and the reverse. We see Asians together with white people or with black people. Like our culture is really changing. And that's wonderful. And it makes it easier for people like me to come out and share my story because we've all been burned one way or another. We've been burned physically or mentally, emotionally, right? Whether we've been through a divorce or physically burned. Imagine when you take that first sip of coffee from your Starbucks cup and you burn your tongue, that's painful. And then you bring that out to 40% of a body being burned and that pain, not just then in the moment, but for years struggling with, as you grow, those burns changing and growing as well. So yes, it's had a huge effect and impact on my life. But I'm really grateful to the people that have always supported me. My husband and I have been married going on 43 years this month. And he's my biggest supporter, my best friend. And he didn't know my whole story until a year and a half ago either. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm so happy that you're able to find a partner who understands you, even though the depth <laughs> improved over the last year and a half, as you said. I think that's just so great. I <sighs> This is... It's just what came up to my mind, but when I was a little boy, I was at a campfire and I had a marshmallow and I 
it was lit on fire and I flicked it and I get, got my sister in her face and she has a scar above her eye that is very hard to see I think but she tells me about it not all the time but occasionally she'll say you know this is where you scarred me and I, and I feel this tremendous guilt I was a little boy I wasn't uh, you know it wasn't a malicious action it was a mistake but yeah, I mean, I just, I say on this micro level, I understand where you're coming from. And I certainly do appreciate the fact that you said, and I agree with you a thousand percent, that we've all been burned in some way or the other. And sometimes it's physically obvious and sometimes it is not. But as you mentioned also, I think what happened to you was an internal burn as well as an external burn. It, it really did impact you in terms of your perspective or whatever else. I'm so glad you're able to overcome the uh, the ideas that you may have felt of not being confident. Can I just ask you very briefly how you were able to overcome your self-confidence issues? Just, in, just I mean, I know I'm sure it's not just a one-day thing. I'm not suggesting that, but I mean, what? how did you achieve that? Well, it took a lot of years. And as I said, a lot of it, I reflect back and appreciate my husband's support. So I'll give you a quick story. When he and I lived back in upstate New York, his job had him traveling a lot and I would tag along. And in the evenings, there would be networking events for the people, the attendees of the conference to mingle and whatnot. And he would bring me to those events and I would head in a corner and not talk to anybody. He'd bring me to the bar and say, you know, would you like a glass of red wine? I'd say yes. And then he'd go and introduce me to other people. I'd say, nice to meet you. And I'd go back either to the bathroom to escape or back into a corner or to where the food was so I didn't have to talk to people. And eventually he got wind of, okay, she's really not good at this. And he would bring me to a group of three or four people, introduce me and then walk away. It was the best thing he ever did for me in a way because- I had to learn that everyone likes to talk about themselves. So it's not so much about you talking, it's about asking questions. So what are you doing here? How long have you been involved with this organization? What'd you think of dinner? What are you doing tomorrow? Like, whatever. And so then you become a really good listener. And I will say I'm a very good listener. I have to be as a coach, but those skills took a lot of time to build and that was one way we built those skills. The other thing I would say is I had great mentors as I was growing up in my career. And those mentors, when I did something great, they would be very complimentary. Of course, we're not perfect. And there would be times when people would say, oh, there was a better way to do that. or, But I never felt really bad about what I had done when I had made mistakes because my mentors were so amazing. Of course, I had people that weren't, but I'll only talk about the people that were very supportive because it makes you more confident. It builds your confidence and your self-respect when you're working with people that support you and encourage you. And one of the things I work with with my clients in the confidence realm is talk to them about what's the last compliment you received. Oh, you have beautiful blue eyes. That shirt's a great color on you. I love your red lipstick, whatever. When you're able to draw on those compliments, 
when you're having a bad day, when someone has said something negative to you, when that little voice in your own head says, wait, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not strong enough. I encourage people to go back and think about the compliments they recently received. That tells you you're doing something right. It also tells us we're not alone. And it's very important for all of us to know we are not alone. We don't know what the person in front of us in line at the grocery store is going through. But I can tell you, if you smile at someone as you're passing them, smile at the hostess who's seating you, smile at the cashier at the register in the grocery store, or the waitress or water boy that's serving you, your smile is contagious. They will smile back and you've made someone's day. Well said. Well, I want to thank you very much for being on this show. You've made my day. I do want to try to tell you, I try that. I try to be that person if I can be, because I, I do know that the power of words, I was, I, my uh, last guest was telling me that she believed that all of us cast spells on one another with our words, that our words either make us feel, the other person feel great or not so great, et cetera. And I, I hear what you're saying. You've actually made me very happy today. I was in pain thinking about what the pain that you've been in, but you certainly come across as a very confident, happy person, which makes me happy because I, I was afraid <laughs> you'd be buried in your pain, but you seem seem to be doing quite well. And I, I think you make a heck of a great career and confidence coach. So thank you. For thank you here. so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Well, that's our show. Thanks again, Gail Petrella, for telling us that inspiring story. So until next time, this is Jay Rehack asking you all to please stay safe out there and try not to hurt anybody. Mm -hmm.